Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's another beautiful day in Winnipeg as we... Uh, it's cold as hell. Uh, nobody wants to hear about that. They I do. Don't, they, I don't they, know why I brought it up. It's a bad idea. Don't they, ever start with the weather. You know what's funny? Today was the day that in class we talk about travel advertising. Oh, fun. And I show them there's... I've got one for Arizona saying you're getting warmer. And it's like, <laughs> it's perfect for today. Like when if you're from the Arizona Tourism Board, you just show... Look, it's hot here. We have the sun. And mic drop. And then everybody in Winnipeg goes, yeah, I'm going to get on a plane and go to Arizona. Uh, did you show the the North Dakota one? I did. <laughs> They're horrified by it every time. <laughs> it's the one uh, people don't remember who are listening. They, uh, it's uh, Probably you just have to type North Dakota controversy ad. <laughs> You'll see it. Legendary. It's legendary. And it's two, two men looking out the window at three women. And it says, arrive a guest, leave a legend. And uh, What does that mean? There, it's It's... The math is bizarre. The the gender <laughs> breakdown is bizarre. And there's even a racial element for good measure that just makes the whole thing just a stew of nightmarish possibilities. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty funny. Um, it's one of the right. worst tourism ads ever created. It is, sure. yes, for sure. We are actually going to talk uh, podcasting today. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part of a podcasting 101 workshop with none other than Terry O'Reilly from Under the Influence, the CBC. CBC's. Very, very uh, popular show. And podcast as well. And podcast. So and people, that's, that's why he was yeah. there. He was people there People can listen to that. it today. They yes. can download it and find out who that guy is. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but first let's get into the nerd news. This is your victory. Now, I know you didn't do this just to win an election. I know you didn't do it for me. Barack Obama is coming to Winnipeg. This is, of course, of more interest to those in this area, but it, I have an interesting story that people might enjoy, even if you're not from Winnipeg. Okay. So this was announced on Monday. Or Sunday. I saw it on Sunday, yeah. actually. Yeah. Do you know why you saw it on Sunday? Did you break the story? No, Chris D. did. Uh-huh. Uh, local news blogger Chris D., Chris D.ca., uh, decided to ignore the um, uh, uh, what's it called embargo and just post it anyway. Yeah, because there wasn't. We had it. Like I, I saw it. I was working in the newsroom at CGOB and I saw him tweet about it. Right. I'm like, oh hey, cool. And then I, I put it in our kind of our little internal messaging mm-hmm. system Slack, and I said, hey, this is happening. Can we confirm this? We would love love to run the story because on the weekend you're desperate for news. There's nothing happening. That's real news that broke on the weekend. Exactly. And then my boss is like, no, we knew about this. There's an embargo till 7 a.m. on Monday, so we're going to stick to it because our partners, you know, our sponsors and partners will be pissed if we don't. But, of course, Chris D. has no sponsors or partners. So I imagine... <laughs> I imagine or true, loved ones or, or friends anything, yeah, or, or pets. Or care. So I imagine that True North, who's running the event, was pissed as hell that he posted about it because then the free press picked it up. Yeah. The free press ran it based on that. The free press did not cite any sources. Right. Uh, all they say is it's expected to be officially announced tomorrow. That's what they say to kind of get out of that. And then because the free press posted about it, the Canadian press picked it up. Yeah. So it was in the Canadian press prairie update, which is a little separate file that they run um, to, uh, you know, whatever happens in Winnipeg goes in there or what happens in the prairies. So it, it was out there on Sunday. Shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been announced till Monday. It doesn't really matter. Like in the fact. And I said, well. And then I, I let, again, I messaged everybody and said, look, it's in the free press. Are we going to still sit on this? And they're like, yeah, we're just going to, it'll just piss off people if we go, which is fine. Because it's not like super important, <laughs> right? It's not like life or death not, or anything. Yeah. It's just Barack Obama. 
It's a it's a concert announcement. Essentially, it is essentially without yes, any singing. Oh well, then again, he's been known to sing from time to time. I'm so in love. Uh, when he's addressing a crowd, so maybe it is a concert. Maybe we'll get a little song. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you saw Barack Obama. Yeah, once. that's and I tweeted it and it got very few likes, and I think because I was raining on people's parade, but the. Um, in the, <laughs> okay, so let's preface this by saying the tickets are two hundred fifty dollars a piece. Well, I thought I'm confused. I was confused by the whole thing because I ended up with tickets, and I'm still not sure how much <laughs> they were. It's one of those, right? It's one of those where you're like, okay, all right, are you are you buying tickets? All right, give me a ticket. Like one of those deals. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, how much were they? Uh nobody's really sure, and we'll we'll see, and blah 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 blah. blah. Wait for the charge to come. Yeah, in yeah. Card, basically, let it. me put okay. it this way: Am I meeting him? Because then I then I don't. <laughs> And that's too much, basically. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So uh, in the the first time Barack Obama uh, was running for the Democratic nomination. Yes, this is still before he was the candidate. Yeah. And so on the same day, he and his then challenger for the Democratic um, to lead the Democratic ticket was Hillary Clinton. And they both came to the Grand Forks Alaris Center. Is that Alaris Center, Grand Forks? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yes, okay. that's right. Um, and, uh, and I remember the Crecom students that day, um, I think so many of them were going to drive down to see a it. A few of them did. More said, than this a is, few, This yeah. is, by the way, my year in right. Crecom. I was in first year. Oh, right. And a number of my classmates drove down. And I can't remember if classes got canceled or nope, something happened. Nope. Nope. I was still, it was I like, didn't, yeah. I think did. it was like, you get a pass if you go. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because that's why, uh, it turns out that Dave Shore got yelled at. Anyway, is the punchline. Why did they sure get yelled at? Because they went, and and by the way, as I say, Hillary Clinton was the opening act, <laughs> and then Barack Obama was a headliner a couple okay. hours later. Yeah. And so you sort of had to hang around Alaris Center, and there wasn't a lot to do that day, and so you just kind of had to hang around. Well, some people hung around, like I did, and saw uh, Barack Obama, and my, my takeaway from the day was I thought Hillary Clinton had the better speech, which which now the, nowadays... Barack Obama is sort of known as a as a great or, orator the world around. Yeah, orator, orator. What does that sound weird? Order, order. I don't know. Anyway, it sounded bizarre. Anyway, <laughs> so whatever. But uh, uh, but apparently, uh, Dave Shore, my then student and your classmate, uh, I think he was with the gang of guys. Are like, this is boring. So they left. I think after uh, oh Hillary Clinton, and I think they never did see Barack Obama. <laughs> So, but so it was free, and the and the and the well, cost boy, was. Boy, free. did you miss out if that was the thing? If yeah, because I mean, I don't think at the time we would have thought that he was the sh- sure thing. No, not it at was, that point. It was point. very much up in the air between yeah. those two. Not at, at that point, it yeah. was unclear. Although there was a there was a groundswell of interest in him, there was no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I, I I do remember, I, I think Dave tweeted me about this on the weekend. And I think he said we went home early because of the snowfall or something. I was like, was it snowing? Like, I can't, I don't really remember. It was no, April. It, yeah, I don't remember either. No, I don't remember if that I, was, a, if or if they just, uh, they had, they wanted to go shopping, maybe. <laughs> they wanted to go buy some. Uh, they wanted to go to the Columbia Mall. Well, what is it that we used to go to the States to buy that we now have? Cherry Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They needed some Cherry Coke. They need, they needed some Twix bars. When I was a kid, it was all about the Twix bar. What if it was Chris like, Schiffman goes down yeah. all the time to buy stuff? Yeah, he, he buys weird cereals yeah. and stuff. So weird cereals, weird chocolate bars, weird uh, <laughs> personal devices, <laughs> all kinds okay. of weird stuff. 
Weird. Oh, and he enters contests too. Weird uh, contests. Oh, does he? Okay. Well, doesn't he win contests all the time? Chris Sheffield, he'll tweet us and tell Yeah, he'll tell us. But he does. He's, he's a, good for that. I think he's an extreme couponer. Oh, no, interesting. Extreme con- no, contester, I guess, not couponer. Basically, yeah. Obama's coming here. It's Are any, you going? It's, no, <laughs> I'm not going to. I think they're going to um, They're gonna release this whole thing as a Netflix special when it's all said and why, done. Why? Is he playing anywhere besides Winnipeg? Yeah, it's a tour. Where? It's so where? I don't Canada? know. Uh, someone was telling me that there's a tour. I haven't looked up the details. They're doing. They're touring. Michelle is touring as well, and they're like, but they're hitting Separately? different cities. Yeah, they're, no, they're. I think they're traveling together, but then they kind of split off and to go to. Like she's going to Edmonton. He's not going to Edmonton. Aww. Maybe he's doing Calgary instead or something like that kind of thing. Well, the two of them together would raise the ticket. But they price. can like they can double their money by having. Think about that. Yeah, but they could double their money and go to the same cities. I don't think they could charge twice Being on the as same much bill. for both of them. What, what, they, what is she going to say? She's probably saying the exact same thing he is. Well, they're afraid that she, that she will do a better speech than him. Maybe. Probably, Maybe, like yeah. at the Democrat, last Democratic convention, <laughs> where then he came out and he was like, oh, this better be good. He was sweating like a pig after uh, having to follow that speech. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, so, so, uh, but I was actually thinking, um, when thinking in terms of an opening act, Okay, sometimes a comedian opens for, for a musician. How about a musician opening for Barack Obama? I was thinking oh. about that today. Who would you like to see if open there for Barack was Obama? A, if there was a musician, who would make sense in ter- like Bruce Springsteen? But he's yes. his, but but that would be that's too big. It's too big of yeah, a band. Yeah, too it's big. It's got to be someone small that would be yeah. an opening band. I don't know who would it be. Uh, Mumford and Sons. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. That would probably <laughs> I think suit that would it. would be good. Yeah, they're about the right stature. Yeah, I think so. And that's that kind yeah. of folksy, like, uh, middle yeah. America kind of music. So I think that would be Oh, good. John Mellencamp. There you go. Wow, well, he's, he's kind of America. big. America. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. John, John Mellencamp is the poor man's Bruce Springsteen. He really is. I, what does that make Bob Seger? <laughs> the old man's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, then what does that make? <laughs> Who else is in that genre? There's another one I know. I'm just not thinking of it. Uh, oh, sometimes Tom Petty is lumped into that. The dead man's. The dead man's. <laughs> the dead man's. Yeah, that's right. Keep okay. going with this. Hang on. Who else falls into the... What, what kind of rock would this be? Blue collar rock, Blue right? collar. Working, work, man. working man's rock. Yeah. Yeah. What would that make Bon Jovi? <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey's... Wait, wait. New, Bruce Springsteen is also from New Jersey, so... I, I thought the... Guy, Bruce Springsteen's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I thought the answer was, what does that make Bon Jovi? Shit. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. Oh boy. Next story. Uh, we are. We are. This is something you flagged for us to to look at. Yeah. We are a few days, like just less than a week away from the Super Bowl, and I don't give a shit who's playing. I don't know what teams are playing. I think the Patriots are in it again. The Patriots versus the Rams, and there's a Man. shadow hanging over the Super Bowl. Do you hear about that? No. The, there was a bad call. The oh Rams right. Yeah, so, I did hear about that. So now it's like, oh, we're suing. We're we're gonna. It should have been. It should have been right. the Saints instead right. of the Rams. Is right. That right. Okay. And and so that that's so so that still doesn't change that the Patriots are gonna but win. But that's but that's the thing on that side of the argument is well now there's everybody doesn't believe that team should be there. On the other side is everyone hates the Patriots. <laughs> So it's like, what are we watching? No, but it's in case I overheard someone talk. I hate to get into sports. Yeah, right I know now because this is not what we want no. to talk about, and it's not what our listeners care about or even us. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. But just I heard somebody say, "Listen, they've been to the, how many many times they've been to the Super Bowl in the last decade? It's they're like the they're like the Oilers of the '80s, right? They are a really good team. They've got a really good coach. They've got a really good quarterback." 
How can you fault them? They've got a great quarterback. What with are they with doing? A, they're a, winning st- Super Bowls. Like that's what they're supposed to do. So they're accomplishing with how much can like? Did people hate the Oilers in the eighties? I don't think so. No, I don't remember. But hate, Tom Brady is an unlikable character. Oh, is that why? And and Wayne Gretzky wasn't right. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky was as likable a person as you could, and and his dad who showed up everywhere with him was as right. likable. Uh, uh, are they a couple? <laughs> Walter. As likable a couple as there's ever I don't been. know Tom Brady's But Tom Brady, name. 50% of his time, he spends deflating footballs. That's all I know. <laughs> 50%. Okay. Half his time. Off of that. Now, right. uh, so we have, we're have we now starting to see a bit of teasers for some of the ads. So we have, we have a teaser the for the we advertisement. Care we care about the ads. <laughs> so this is one that popped up today on, uh, on uh, you saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Hold and on. it's. Hello, Harrison Ford. Welcome to the Amazon beta testing program. Mm, I hate this already. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I hate this already, and he slams it shut. He's a curmudgeon like for it. 10 seconds. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. That's a teaser. I also saw there is a Pepsi ad featuring Steve Carell and, okay. and Cardi B, because you know she had to show up somewhere. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what, how I feel about that ad, but we'll probably do a whole podcast on Oh, yeah, we'll take uh, probably next yeah. week or the week after. We'll Actually, maybe probably next week we'll do it. We'll, we'll dissect all the yeah. ads and talk about our favorites. We're going to, of course, vote in the – I got a notification today. The uh, ad meter on USA Today opens up uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll log in. I'll start voting. <laughs> so some of, these, some of these will be released ahead of time, but I think, yeah. to me – I really want to see where they fall within the Super Bowl. I think that's mm-hmm. important. The placement, first quarter, second quarter, all that other stuff is is important to me, and I like to see where they where they decide to place those spots. So we'll take that into account when we vote. And our, if our listeners have never uh, logged into uh, the ad meter on USA Today, it's it's fun. Like the ads that aren't there before the Super Bowl pop up during. Yeah, and after they air on yeah. TV, then they go pop up. It yep. adds it adds a whole other element of fun to the game. I find like it's nice to have three. I never hours. watched the game. No, but it's nice to have three hours to do nothing on a Sunday. <laughs> That's what I why I appreciate the game. But uh, but it's fun. It's fun to rank them. And there's one. Um, I also wanted to mention there is a creepy trailer for Burger King with a, it, it's apparently their first Super Bowl ad in a decade or something. Okay. I, I never even thought of that before. I I just imagined they had they're a regular, but they're not. And it's a creepy. Remember the king, the king, uh, the Burger yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. The strange mannequin who'd wake up in people's beds and yeah, terrify them. Well, there's a creepy teaser featuring him on the Burger King Twitter feed. So I think we're gonna get our uh, get a Super Bowl Burger King King ad. And we may get a Star Wars trailer. Oh yes, yes, and we can't forget that. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm looking forward yeah. to. Um, uh, and and there was the rumors on our favorite fake news headlines on Flipboard. That there would be three Star Wars trailers during the what? Did you see that no. one? No. It's well, you know, Flipboard is famous for showing all news, but the the uh, conjecture was that they've shot three trailers and we will see all three. Oh wow! So we'll see. Okay. And then there was another news item today saying why there won't be any movie trailers at the Super Bowl this year. And it's oh, like, that's, that's bullshit. bullshit. That's is, bullshit. Yeah. There's it no way. Bullshit. They all, there are always movie trailers. They're, like, not trailers, but, like, ads, like, for the teasers, movie. Teasers, trailers, And then ads, you can go on YouTube yeah. and watch the full trailer, but they always right. they always premiere that stuff at Super Bowl. Okay, right. I have one more thing to play for you before we move on to our main topic, but listen to this. Oh, I know that guy. And so do we. Lots of buzz this week around that video featuring Jeff Bridges as his character, The Dude, from 1998's The Big Lebowski, ending with the quote, can't be living in the past 
Stay tuned. And the date 2319, which is also the date of the Super Bowl. So far, it's racked up over 8 million views on Jeff Bridges' Twitter. I'm ABC's Matt Wolf. Tell me that's not another uh, another Crocodile Dundee 2. Or whatever that one. Remember the one with Danny McBride? Yes. Crocodile Dundee. Everyone thought it was a real movie. And then it turned out to be a Super Bowl ad. This is the exact same thing. This it, is another Super Bowl ad featuring the Big Lebowski. It is. And there's another two celebrities playing old roles in that ad. Oh, yeah? I saw, I saw a, an explanation this morning. And, of course, I can't remember who the other two are. But I remember thinking, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> so so the dude and two others. Okay. But we could probably Google it now. Do you want to look at it or no? Does no. it matter? No, it doesn't well, matter. Well, let's be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, this story kind of um, frames it as though it means that they're going to announce a sequel. They're never going to make a sequel to that movie, and I'm fine with that. I love The Big Lebowski. They're yeah. never going to make a sequel. It's perfect as it is. It doesn't need a sequel. So that that story is kind of misleading in that way. Um, but I think that it would be hilarious to see Jeff Bridges back in the role, even if it is just for a Super Bowl ad. So I am looking forward to that. Yeah. I, I, I always like the Super Bowl spots. Sometimes they're predictable. Sometimes it's it's uh, you know it's ponies and dogs and monkeys. Sometimes it's puppy. Sometimes it's puppy but, monkey babies. Yes, that's right. That's and right. Uh, so so you get sort of your fair share of like sort of predictable ones. Yes, but there's always a surprise. So sure. I love that. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk podcasting with Terry O'Reilly on the Media Nerds podcast. You're under the influence. That sounded like he was going to be on our show. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, disclaimer, Terry Riley is not actually on our show. I can <laughs> take clips of him and cut it in. Uh, I'm just joking. Like, um, and we could pretend to be interviewing him? That'd be funny. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, it's that'd like, be funny. <laughs> we could take it out of his podcast. Do it like um, like Steve, Steve Colbert does for Trump, where he cuts himself in front of Trump kind of thing. Right. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. Maybe one day when I have more time. Uh, okay, so yeah, on Friday I did have the honor of being um, invited to, and this is from, uh, now full disclosure, these are former students of ours who now work for the Chamber of Commerce here in Winnipeg, and uh, actually it was a current student student of ours that suggested me for the job, uh, so I give a shout out to Jonathan who was doing his work placement there and suggested me to uh, Liz, who is another former student of ours who was putting us all together, and then it was Jordan thompson who was like my guy who's like it was everybody was a crecom student who was like working on this thing and then i got there and there were like a dozen crecom grads in the audience which is really funny um so lots of crecom represented there but uh basically so terry o'reilly came in to do a, first of all there was the main luncheon which is something the chamber of commerce does every month basically they bring in a speaker to talk and it's like 100 bucks a plate and you 100 bucks ahead you sit down and you eat a mediocre lunch and you uh, watch uh, a guest speaker and they've had some great speakers in the past and Terry, Terry O'Reilly is a great speaker like I didn't actually get to see that part because I was here with a class I couldn't leave until one o'clock and mm-hmm. that went from 12 to 1 so you know I missed that part but I saw I was following along on, on Twitter and a lot of people really enjoyed it seems like a lot of the messages he was putting out there were um use uh and it's a lot of it's the kind of marketing we teach in this program not the kind of marketing they teach in other programs where it's like about He's like, appeal to the heart, not to the head. Uh, you have to connect with your audience emotionally and all this other stuff about creating a really interesting and engaging message. And it's not just about sales, sales, sales. Um, so that was his main thing for that. But then afterwards, we set up in the kind of a side room. And this is, by the way, the new the new part of the convention center, which is very nice. I'd not been in that side before. 
Um, and it was, I don't know, maybe 100 people, I want to say, in that in that side room. And uh, they were there for a podcast uh, workshop. So we went in there and, and Terry came in. I didn't get a chance to talk to him beforehand because he walked in with like a minute to spare. And then I think I think he was actually running late. And then uh, the minute he walked in, they started it. Gotcha. Uh, and he's the kind of guy that everybody wants to talk to. I'll talk to you a little bit more about that later. And he went on. He talked about uh, he spent about 45 minutes talking about podcasting. Um, he said he'd never done a podcast workshop before. Oh, which I thought was interesting. Well, I don't think of him as a podcaster. I think of him as a CBC personality. Yes. And then they simulcast or whatever you call that. They push out his show as a podcast. Well, actually, uh, interesting because um, he says they push out the show first. It's available on iTunes first or on podcast form first. Then it airs on CBC the following morning. So it, oh. Wednesday at midnight, like, you know, th- well, I guess Thursday, you know what I mean? Like. Wednesday going into Thursday at midnight, and then it airs later that day on Thursday. So you get it ahead of time if you subscribe to the podcast. Is this a good place for me to complain that lately six episodes have been uploading at once? Have you noticed that? Um, of his. I'll, I'll, you know why? Why? Because he just he told us this in the session. CBC finally allowed him to post the entire back catalog of his show. Oh. So that's why. Okay. Originally, people told me about his podcast, and I actually had to buy, believe it or not, I had to go to McNally Robinson and buy a four-CD set of his first two seasons or whatever to catch up. Yeah. So now they're finally all there. Well, they were behind a paywall. He said that for years and years, he's been fighting with CBC this entire time, but years and years, CBC wanted to put the podcast behind a paywall. They wanted to kind of test it out and see if people were willing to pay for back catalog. And the answer was no. The answer, of course, is no. And so finally they realized that. So just this year, they've allowed him to release. So if you're already subscribed, I guess that would be the the side effect of that is that you're getting a bunch of notifications. Hopefully that they can stop that. But you know what? The problem is it's confusing in terms of what's the new one. Yeah. That's that's what I'm – because I look at it – and at this point, how many se- – it's been like 10 seasons? It's eight seasons, yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. And so I can't remember which ones I've heard already. Yes. Some I do. Some stand out, but I think I, I thought uh, – I was under the impression they were creating a separate feed for it, but maybe they didn't. I don't know. I, I don't was, think they did. Okay. Well, I, that's what, that was kind of the impression that he gave. But it's great that they're finally able to – like that's a ton of awesome, awesome podcast information. And it's all like – there's none of it is, is affected by time. Like it's stuff that's still going to be relevant today because he's p- talking about his career as an advertising um, person. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so basically I've, I've, I'm actually going to be reading off this PowerPoint that I put together for my students because I tried to recreate this whole thing for the students today oh. in, in class. So I'll talk a little bit about that. So, so his audience for this is primarily small business owners. That was the main kind for the of thing. seminar. The seminar, yeah, for the workshop. It was like, okay, if you're a small business, and you want to start using podcasting to to start marketing your business. How do you do that, and what's the best way to do that? So he he's going into it with that in mind, and he had a ton of inf- interesting information, starting with like, what do you what do you podcast about? What do you choose as your topic? Well, it should be related to your business, correct? But it should be interesting and relevant. It shouldn't just be a hard sell of here are my services and here's how you buy them. And that's that was like the biggest thing that I think he had to overcome. Like this, the audience was so much in the sales. We have to sell. We have to sell, and they've been fed that their entire lives, basically at school and in, in the real world, in the in the business um, world. So he's saying, no, no, create a podcast that's related but still interesting to listen to. That has some storytelling elements to it. Uh, the example he gave, there was one guy there who just opened up um, a funeral home, running a funeral home, right? Which is 
not a topic that's easy to talk about. It's a very sensitive topic. It's a very difficult thing when you're going through that. You only ever deal with funeral homes if you've lost a family member, which is very tough. So he's like, well, how can I engage? How can I create a podcast around that? And so Terry thought about it for 30 seconds and said, what if you had a podcast that talked about the different types of funeral um, traditions and and uh, types of funeral homes around the world? Right? You would do research, you would find some information, talk about the difference in, in between different countries, different funeral uh, processions and that kind of stuff. That would be a very interesting podcast. Not directly related, but tangentially related to your business. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's what you, that's, you just continue telling a new story every week about funerals and you could really get into, into some interesting stories. And I'm like, that's brilliant. That's that's what you gotta look for. It can't just be the the one the horrible example I'm gonna use is one from CUJOB. So I hope nobody from there listens to this. But it's um there's a there's a show that runs on weekends about chiropractic medicine. It's two chiropractors, and basically they get to I can't remember what it's called. It's got a stupid name. Do they adjust each other? <laughs> um, no, but it's oh it's I can't remember what it's called. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's a horrible show. It's so bad. It's so boring. It's the most boring thing. It's basically, I want to. I want to dispel the myth that if you don't feel any pain, you're fine. You're not fine. You need to come to the car. Like it's all oh, this it's stuff. Those, it's horrible. Yeah. So bad. It's the exact opposite of what Terry Riley was talking about in this thing. So not a great. Uh, or sorry, his advice was great, but there are so many examples of bad advice out there. Um, and these, a lot of these. Um, Things you mentioned were things that we already know. Uh, a lot of it reinforced what we already do, which is great. I thought for the for this podcast, um, yeah. Find tell, find a way to tell stories about yourself or your brand. Pick something and stick with it. Find your niche. I kind of like that. To that, I like in the way we kind of um, broke off Star Wars nerds from this podcast. Yeah. We, you know, we were talking so much about Star Wars that we decided to to create a different podcast just for that topic. And I think that was a good move. I think we did that. In fact, that podcast has more listeners than this podcast because people like more focused in a way. Media nerds is too broad. Well, media nerds is for our students. Is it? That never listen. (laughs) Okay. It's just like our classes are for students who never listen. Exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, opening a school for people who never show up. It's the same thing. He talks about branding your podcast. He, a lot of it, what he talked about was also social media good practices that we already know, so I'm not going to repeat those. But uh, when you, it comes to branding your podcast, choose a name that immediately conveys what your podcast is. Now, I don't think he's following his own advice here. No, and in fact, he's changed his podcast name three times. And under the influence doesn't speak doesn't mean advertising to me. Under yeah. the influence means you're drunk. It means cannabis podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Exactly. So, which is probably really relevant this year. Well, but he, he he used to have a podcast called Age of Persuasion. Yeah, that's that's more related to advertising. I always wondered if somebody didn't own that, and that's why he had to change. I think it. that's what it was. And then yeah. he had one before that on O'Reilly uh, on, on advertising. advertising, which is as straight as it can be. That's the best name for well, a podcast about advertising. The problem with that is is that it's Ogilvy on advertising is the book. Oh, so okay. I think he was, and he's smart enough to know that that's yes. the book, and I think it was a play on that. That, but maybe it was like too on the nose. Okay. Maybe, so we wanted to switch it up a little. I don't know. Well, anyway. that'd be a good question to ask him. Yeah, you know, I, and I didn't have Who time knew? to ask. Nah. Although we did, we did. I will say this: he, he and I did have a really nice chat. Like I waited until the very end. He uh, he actually flagged me down. He wanted to talk to me. So mm-hmm. like I was about to leave, and he's like, "No, no, no, stay, stick around for a sec." So I waited for another hour. F- yeah, while people yeah. came up and talked to him. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he says maybe incorporate some good search engine optimization in your name. So if your podcast is about marketing, put marketing in the title. If it's about funeral homes, put mm-hmm. funeral homes in the title. If it's about Star Wars, put Star Wars in the title. 
So, and by the way, he did say after I, when I talked to him that he's going to let his I think son in law know about our podcast because his son in law is a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, so and he also told me that he worked with Mark Hamill in the eighties. <laughs> did he? So, yes, absolutely. doing what? Ads, I guess, right? Shooting ads. Huh. Like he was a television film, uh, television commercial director. I just assumed they're both voicing Wing Commander. <laughs> was that the eighties? Oh no, no, no. Hamill was still in Star Wars in the eighties. Well, I guess maybe in the nineties. Yeah. Um, he also talked about the elevator pitch, which is not just related, not just a podcast thing, but it's a really good thing to have for a podcast. You know, what do you, how, how do you sum up your podcast in a sentence or a couple of sentences really, really quickly that conveys it really well. So that's, that's just all about having a more clear streamlined idea about, uh, about what it is. He said his original pitch to CBC was for, for under the influence or whatever the one was, was, um, uh, what was it? Uh, behind insiders look at what goes on in the boardroom or something like that of, of an industry that doesn't want you in there. Like it's, it was about like hmm. getting behind the scenes of advertising, which is very, you know, at the time nobody really knew it before Mad Men, nobody really knew what that was all about. Right. right. So it was a really interesting idea. Um, create great eye catching artwork for your podcast. I don't, again, I don't think he's following his own advice here. This is, I'm sure I've got a photo of, this is his current artwork for his podcast on iTunes. And it's just a picture of him with the words under the influence. Let's see. That, is that what it still looks like? That's what it, that's the current one. I checked. I checked. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. So, and, and by the way, the old one was just another picture of him, an older picture of him mm-hmm. with the same words and the CBC logo. So there's no difference. Um, so again, I don't think this is really eye catching artwork. Um, we they made a bunch of bald jokes in class today when they when we talked about Terrible. that. Terrible, but, but uh, really in this Me Too era, really they were, were they? Very so, nice. But oh, I agree. And fortunately, we have some great eye catching artwork. And um, and I have an eye catching bald head. There you go. So screw them. <laughs> When he talked about formatting, <laughs> formatting the podcast, he said a great podcast has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, but he, he said one, one of the things he was frustrated by when he worked in television was that commercials don't have an end. Like yeah. when your TV commercials have That's a right. good beginning, a good middle, and the end is just like buyer product. Like there's no real yeah. end to it. Most, true. most ads. Um, but in a podcast, you can actually do that. You can create a beginning, middle, and end. And I thought about how we format this show. And I'm like, yeah, we do that. We have we start with the nerd news, move on to the main topic, and then we finish up with recommendations. That's our beginning, middle, and end. Sometimes our show just ends when the students barge in the door, though. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not, not that that happened today. <laughs> um, another thing I took from that is that you want to have regular segments and structure. A good podcast has some familiarity from week to week where they, they do the same kind of things and they, it sounds the same. So that's, a, that's something he incorporates into his show. Um, and I agree that that's a good thing to do as well. And I tell students to do that as well. So a lot of reinforcement there. Uh, don't use copyrighted music. Now, not for the reasons that you might think. Um, one thing that I, I did not know this, but currently right now in Canada, you can use copyrighted music and not be penalized for anything. You could take... On a podcast, you mean? On a podcast. Yeah. So you can take the Beatles and put it as your intro. You can have your intro be Eleanor Rigby and the, nobody's going to care. However, when because the, they haven't negotiated the rights to that for podcasts yet, they have in the states but not here. So he said, when they do, you might have someone knocking on your door with a with a you know royalty hundred thousand dollars in royalty fees because you've been using the pod. Could be retroactive, is what he's saying. Ah. so don't use it now because they're gonna they're gonna sort this out eventually, and you're not gonna be allowed to use music without paying. And he's talking, of course, about the intro and the transitions and that kind of stuff. Not for if you're like playing it. A piece of music 
as a piece of music, you know, like sometimes we play a song on this show. Like if you recommend a, a band or something, we'll play, we'll go out with a song. That's okay. We're not presenting that as our own product. We're showcasing an artist. That's allowed. But he's talking about using it as part of your intro or transitioning between segments. He says they do, um, there's two versions of the show. There's one on, the one on CBC has Beatles and Rolling Stones and original music from artists, popular music. Then they strip all that out and they put generic um, royalty-free music in the podcast version of it because hmm. they know because they can use that music on the radio. They cannot use that music in podcast. Sometimes form. he will do a podcast on uh, on the Beatles, for instance, and I notice that he plays the sound-alike music, and it that's right. That's I what, find it irritating. Well, that's that's because he doesn't want to be nailed right. with copyright infringement uh, down the road. So that's it sounds why. like it's sort of like the classic, you know, Hard Day's Night starts with the um, with that one riff with that one yep. chord. Or whatever, and uh, so the song that he would play would start with a chord similar, but not the same, and then go into a jangly but kind if, of thing. If you were to listen to that live on CBC, you would hear the Beatles. Oh, that's what that's what he's saying. The CBC pays SoCan fees, which allows so, them to right uh, play any music. Same with any other radio station in Canada. We pay uh, royalties to the artists, so that goes down to the pile of money that the Beatles are, the remaining Beatles are collecting, and, and, uh, and of course, Yoko. Oh, no, Yoko. Did Yoko pass away? No, oh, she didn't sorry. pass away. Okay. She's, she is still releasing albums that were just as good as the ones she was releasing 50 years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anyway, and he did, by the way, say he's a huge Beatles fan. Uh, Terry Riley, is a, is a, that's oh. his favorite group, so that's why there's so many. He says there's a reference to the Beatles in every single episode of the show. Oh. So, that's a little nice little interesting like Easter egg you can go back and look look for. Um, don't be boring <laughs> was his advice, which is hilarious. Uh, and then the other thing he said was write everything down. So he says, talked about how he gets ideas from people. Obviously he meets a lot of people around the world and travels and everybody talks to him about advertising. And he said that if someone tells him an interesting story, he'll send himself an email with it, with a, a little couple notes about it, just to remind him. And then he'll talk about that at his next production meeting hmm. and that's so he always kind of keeps track of everything people are telling him if it's a good story that he really thinks is interesting so that and i told the students to do that as well it's always a good idea for everything if be it advertising ideas or podcast ideas or whatever anytime you're doing anything creatively if something if inspiration strikes while you're in the shower then write that down or, or record it somehow i like to use siri and uh, get siri to take a note for me and then i'll go back and look at it i usually happens to be while i'm driving I always type. I type when I when when that happens and into my notes, yeah, or whatever. But then uh, I forget all about it. And then years later, I see a note and I'm like, "What did this mean?" <laughs> like rabbit chases dog or something. And you're like, "What? What was I that no about?" Context for a that. rabbit chased a dog. I don't know. I don't know what oh, happened. I would like to see that. When did that happen? So it was a very nice experience. And as I said, I did stick around. I was kind of hanging out for a bit. I wanted to say, like he he said he really enjoyed my presentation. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't talk about my presentation. So. After about 45 minutes, he took a break. I went up there, and I did a quick— He opened for you. He opened for me. That's right. And then he came back on after I was done. So um, so I did a quick 20-minute presentation on DIY podcasting, letting people know how to do this themselves. And I talked about our experiences going mm -hmm. out to restaurants, podcasting live at different public places. I talked about the Yeti microphone, the Snowball microphone, the mixer and mic set setup that I have now. And how much it costs and what software you should use. And I told them about Anchor. I pushed Anchor big time because to me that is the future. And they, I really hope they, they stick around and that works out because they really do want to be the YouTube of, of podcasting. 
Um, and they all seemed to really, really like that. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. I showed him, um, I showed them a, uh, there's an iPad Pro spot, a new iPad Pro ad for mm -hmm. Apple. And they use Anchor. How to become your own podcaster. And they show the step-by-step -step of how to make a podcast they with Anchor. They show it Anchor. on the commercial? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's really oh, good. Oh, I'd like to see that. Oh yeah, I'll I'll put it up. It's got it's all. I'm not gonna play it on the podcast because it's just music. It's like a typical how, Apple ad with just music. How about this presentation? Can you load that? Yes, uh, I can. Where people can I'll, see. I can put it on like slide. It. Put it on slide share. How about that? That's delightful. I'll do that. So I would can, like to see the yep, whole thing. Yep, I can do that. Um, and people really, really enjoyed it. They liked, they, I, I had some good questions afterwards. People asking me, how much time do you spend on this per week? And that, well, that's a good question though. Cause Terry talks about, it takes 12 hours to put the episode together for them when they're, when they're working on it, or like a full day of production. Wow. Uh, but for us, nobody can spare that. If you're doing this on yeah. the side and you're not getting paid to do it, you're doing it as a marketing tool. You can't afford to do that. So I told or them for fun. Or for fun, but it, it, it um, takes about, I say, two to three hours a week. Mm -hmm. We spend an hour recording, and then I spend another one or one or two hours editing, depending on how much editing I have to put into it. But uh, And that seems really reasonable to most people. Like That was not uh, a barrier. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of great people coming up to me afterwards and asking me about uh, how to start their own podcast, So including Tyler, Tyler Walsh, formerly of the Winnipeg Free Press. He now works for, I think, Tourism Winnipeg. Uh, and he's talking about putting a podcast together. He messaged me on Twitter uh, asking about the specifics, like to send him links to the specific equipment that I that I uh, showcased in the presentation. So thanks, Tyler. Very good. I don't know if he listens or not. He well, should. You could force him to. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> anyway, as I say, I, I stuck around. Uh, I sat there and I watched as almost every single person in that room came up to him to talk to him afterwards. It's, it's so funny. It's like they all pay for the privilege of being in the room while he presents, and then one by one they just come up to him. See, I never... When there's a lineup or whatever, I just never. Well, it wasn't that. a lineup. What it was was kind of a group of people hanging around, waiting for their turn to speak. Oh. And he just kind of he just kind of went and spoke to somebody, spoke to somebody else, back to. And I was just kind of sitting there, and then they would just like after a while they would kind of dissipate and go away, and then a couple more people would show up. It wasn't a formal line or anything like mm -hmm. that. It was more. He did that at lunchtime. He had a line because he had his book there. He was signing copies of his book, which I did not get, and I forgot to get him to sign. But um, anyway, super nice guy. Uh, he gave us a, he gave me a nice uh, retweet and compliment afterwards, and said I was it was a very he he really enjoyed my presentation and that's nice. We talked about podcasts and, and just I was very happy with the whole thing. So oh, that's thanks great. a lot, Terry. It was it was great. It was very great uh, working with you. Oh, that's that sounds absolutely delightful. And, and thank I, you to the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce for asking me to be a part of that. Yeah, that's nice. It too. was great. Yeah, the Chamber of Commerce. That's uh, if it wasn't for the Chamber of Commerce, there would be. No commerce or chambers in the city. <laughs> there may be a few chambers. Well, chamber orchestra, <laughs> chamber orchestra, right? Right? Yeah. That, there's that. So, but yeah. no, no commerce for sure. It's, fu it's funny that you. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking today, without the Super Bowl, there would only be regular bowls. That's right. It's the same thing. What's wrong with that though? I don't have a problem with regular bowls. Like toilets, for instance, <laughs> salad bowls. I mean, there's all different kinds. Smoking a bowl. But there would be no super version of any of right. those bowls that we're already familiar with. All right, let's or chambers. Let's uh, <laughs> we'll wrap things up as usual with the end of our podcast, beginning, middle, end, and our recommendations to each other for things to watch or listen to or consume in the media this week. Why did you help me in the bar that night? What was I supposed to do? I had to get involved. Here's what it is, I guess. You know, it's almost like you were happy for the excuse.
right, I got two quick ones. I got a don't watch. Oh. And I have a watch. Okay. And they're both Netflix. I, you I have Netflix as well, but that's okay. Go ahead. Are you going to say anything about The Punisher? I started... No, I still have not... I'm still watching the season one on it. I was like... Watching season one, it's good. And I, I because the new episode came out, new season came out, yeah. I was going to catch up. So I watched a couple of episodes of season one this week. But I'm still not caught up. So I don't know how the new season is. Well, okay. Well, this is my don't watch. Okay. Uh, the, oh, come the, on. The no, first season no, no, is no. good, I'm though. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to give away any spoilers here. Only to say um, season one is you hungry for Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Oh, here comes Jigsaw. So you watch the first four episodes and you're like, oh, you're going to reveal something crazy. And let's just imagine if that reveal were underwhelming. Let's just imagine for a second, after a whole season of four episodes, they have been leading to this incredible moment that you've been waiting for. Yeah. Well, boy, is it a letdown. Aww. So, uh, I said, uh, watch the first four episodes and, and I almost couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that they actually let us down in a way in, in this so stark away that I actually thought the show, I gave the show credit for being smarter than what it actually ended up being. Well, I think it's all mood at this point because they're certainly not going to bring that back for another season. And I think the days of Marvel series on Netflix are done. So I think they do have one more episode, one more season of Jessica Jones in the pipe. So that's going to come out. But I think that's it. Well, I like. I used to really like this show. Now I'm, I'm not giving. So should it. I still watch the first season then? Is it even? Worth I think it? you need. To, well, the first season's excellent. Okay. But, yeah. No, that I'm really liking. Yeah. It. The, no, no. The first season is a must-watch. But then I do think you should watch. Uh, it's, it's on episode four. Will you? When you will decide? Okay. How ridiculous is this? Or maybe there's still something to be salvaged here. Okay. Now, okay. Maybe I'm not totally shutting it off yet. But it def it's definitely like not what you would expect of a show of that has been a high caliber show okay. up to that point. And my do watch is the last six episodes of Kimmy Schmidt, ah. which uh, this is it for Kimmy. It's your last chance to sing along to the main theme, which is wonderful. It's a great theme. And it's a great theme. One of the best themes on TV yeah. right now. And um, and uh, they just found a pretty there's a couple of very magical episodes in there. One that runs quite a bit, like 52 minutes long, hmm. um, but not at the end, not the finale. Somewhere in the middle, there's a longer one that is really well done. And the finale, I think they find a nice sort of fitting farewell to Kimmy Schmidt. So I I like I like those last episodes. It, I, th I do think the show sagged. Um, you know, like last season, season before wasn't quite as good, but they came back strong with the last ones. Sounds good. I'm still yeah. a few seasons behind on that, so that's on my list, and I will catch up. It was a, it was, a, it's an awesome show, and I, I love the theme song. It's great in small doses yes. too. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, I don't really binge it. I yeah. will watch one or two episodes, and I'll give it a rest. So that's yeah, kind of why it, you up it's taking a while yeah. for me to get through that. Yeah. All right, mine is also a Netflix uh, series. Actually, it's a documentary on Netflix called Fire, the party that never. Happened. I, I watched the exact, it. exact title of it, but it is, of course, about the infamous Fire Festival. Spelled F Y R Y R E. Sorry, right. F Y R E. Yeah, sorry. and it was, uh, I didn't know anything about this. I remember hearing about it in the news when it happened a couple years ago, but that's it. I didn't know any of the de details of it, and it's a really interesting and informative documentary. I love the, the like, everybody who was involved in this is talking, except for, like, the main guy who was behind it all. But everyone, they've got all the other people involved with it, the agency that handled the social media and the branding and the people who were running it, everybody who was involved, because everybody pretty much knew it was going to be a disaster, yet he kept pushing them forward. 
And it's it's just such a crazy story. It really is. It's a great. Uh, we we talked about it in my PR class for half an hour the other day because it just shows like hanging on for dear life to try to make this festival happen with zero lead in time. You know. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. Um, and and so this is not a spoiler necessarily because the story's out there. You know how it ends. But if you don't want to hear, this is yeah. fine. You can skip ahead. But um, if it were you, at what point would you have shut it down? Well, I thought what was interesting about it was without being part of it, it's hard to say, but uh, I think everybody did it with the hope that, hey, we might pull this off yet. We might. If this actually comes off, this is going to be great. And I think it just shows the fine line between what could be super successful and just awful, how fine that line is. Yeah. And maybe the difference between one and the other was rain. Okay. Like maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, that was it. That was no. I think it was. That was. That was well beyond the point of no. That, but yeah. That, but that's was, what really put the it, it exclamation did for sure. Point yes. Yes. It could have been salvaged if it hadn't been for the rain, possibly. Yeah. But uh, one thing I think it shows really well is the last minute nature of event planning. It do, it really does yeah. come down to that. A lot of it comes together in the weeks ahead of time. So being a month out from an event and not having whatever they had tents or whatever the hell the issue was. Um, I'm like, okay, well, that's manageable. Like, that's something you can do, although they were promising a ton. But for me, I would have canceled it the minute you lost that island. The one that they, they promised at the Pablo Escobar's former island, the minute you lost access to that, you you renege on your brand promise. And that was when they should have they – sh- and they had a legitimate reason. They're like, oh, we don't have the island anymore. Refund the money. But the problem is this guy had spent the money, right? That was the whole issue is that all the money coming in he'd spent on other stuff. So – he well, couldn't refund the money. Well, that's why you keep moving forward and going, well, we'll make the money back. Right. That's how that all starts. To- and as somebody who organizes an event, I kind of feel that pain, although not nearly as no. much as it. Like, I feel better about myself organizing FanQuest <laughs> now that I've watched this documentary. Anytime it gets super stressful with FanQuest, I'm going to be like, it could be worse. I could be one of the <laughs> fire Festival organizers. That, and then there's a certain moment where it goes past just a bad event and goes into the realm of we're actively ripping people off now. Now yeah. we've just embraced the fact that we're ripping people off. So let's keep doing. Well, it. that was the, that's the cheese sandwich moment, right? That's the infamous mm-hmm. cheese sandwich. Tweet. But even later, I don't want to give it away. But later in the documentary, where oh yeah, yeah, yeah. camera crew goes to the yep, apartment, yep, yep, and yep. you're like, what exactly is going on? Exactly. There? Yes, yeah. that was also very sketchy. But it was very, very good. I do highly recommend you watch that on Netflix. Yeah. And there's also one on Hulu, which I have not seen because we don't have Hulu here. But I've heard it's also very good. Yeah. Exact same subject matter. So. You maybe watch them on a split screen. There you go. <laughs> Compare them side by side. Right. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. Mm-hmm.